Welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity, a show about weirdos, with your hosts, John Fahey, Aaron Peter, and Matt Brutzone. Hello folks, welcome to Profiles in Eccentricity, it's a show about weirdos, doggone it. My name is John Fahey, joining me as ever, prettiest boy under the sun, good looking son of a bitch, uh, you're gonna like the way he looks, I Aaron P. That's right. Especially if it's from the, a trench coat. Oh, yeah. Three three men, young children in, in a trench coat. That's all right. of them are shredded with huge cops. Yeah, the men's warehouse. Yeah. Hi, I'm Aaron. How you doing, Aaron? Mm-hmm. I'm doing good. You look fucking good, man. Yeah, Thanks, man. I'm wearing the same shirt as last episode. Yeah, you've been working out on the show. No, honestly, I have not. Yeah, I, yeah. It's, I, I can't. It doesn't show. It doesn't show? No. No, really? no, no, no. We had no idea. No, you still look like three kids. Not yeah. two and a half men. No, 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 not two and a half men. Not two and a half, half sturdy men. Yikes. Oh god, oh god, oh shit. No, I have not been working out. Um, I don't want to get too personal. Yeah, I just wanted to call you out on it. To your right, my left, uh, good-looking son of a bitch, beautiful man, uh, oh, uh, the soul of the show, Mr. Matt Brousseau. Soul Stone. Uh, thank you, guys. It's great to be uh, again, still yeah. here. Great to be part of the crew. Mm-hmm. Nice. It's really nice when we go deep. Yeah. We went deep last episode with the, the jumping. Oh, yeah, 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 that one, uh, yeah. They uh, jumped into the deep end. Yeah. When it seems like you could not get any higher, deeper, you went both higher and deeper. I mean, thank God he fucking died when he did. I mean, Christ's sake. God, it yeah. a four-hour thank episode. Thank God he survived. leapt to his fucking death for He's fucking, fucking Christ. Christ. Jesus Christ. The guy started about the fucking bear. <laughs> We'd be all be so lucky to have a bear cup. Though, you know. We'd be so lucky. We would be. Aaron, don't you think that fellas uh, and and, and uh, the non-binary and the, the ladies alike should all follow us on uh, the the Instagram at Profiles and Eccentricity? Yes, mm. I think they should all follow. Don't us. you think they should do? That? Yeah, and even on the Twitter at PP Podcast, mm-hmm. they absolutely should. And uh, that's pretty much it. Well, well so besides subscribing to the Patreon, yeah. where we do an extra show a month, you dumb no, fuck. No, an extra show a week, you fucking. <laughs> Let these let the people get what they pay for, please. Don't 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 <laughs> I'm not holding back on shows. Do, there's no, honestly I people just... listening, uh devoted devotees, minions, followers, lovers, devotees. family members, etc. Freaks, weirdos, pissmongers, etc. Hmm. There's a lot of good stuff on the Patreon. There is. There's a lot yeah. of really, Oh, and if you if you can't do five dollars, if you just want to give us uh, you know whatever all, all the regular episodes gentle kiss are uh, ad free for a dollar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do you can do the regular episodes uh, without any uh, the the bullshit getting shoved down your throat for a, a yeah. buck. You can like use capitalism to defeat bullshit. capitalism. Yeah, that's exactly. Well, right. in taste of its own medicine. Oh yeah. Um, if we're not reading the, also, if we're not reading the commercial. Uh, we have no association. I just want to put that out there. We have no association with it. We do not choose. Sure, yeah, we have no advertising. That are fucking tiki torches or whatever. That is definitely Goldman John's. Sachs or fucking Roundup or fucking yeah, uh, yeah. yeah Ravion's uh, advertising on our yeah, show. If we don't read it. I chose it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And uh, and the planet will swiftly die under my command. Yeah. And I'm not sorry in the least. Um, but um. These fellows are innocent. Hi, I'm uh, John Fahey for Cyclone B. <laughs> <laughs> Odorless, smellless, effective. It's not going to be fun. I bet you're wondering why you can't feel your legs. <laughs> well, I'm John Boy, and I'll tell you why. Your back's not broken. <laughs> it's not spinal. It is it's not, not spinal. It's not spinal at all, man. It's not. It's not. It's bro. It's not. It's part of the equation. You never John just, Boy approved. Spect it. You dumb you fuck. fucking war criminal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, uh, we don't agree with any of that shit unless we say so. Uh, but also, we love you. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, for, you don't have to listen to any of that bullshit if you subscribe to the Patreon. It'd just be like a pure just relationship. Uncut of, uh, bullshit from us. Uh, of love. Mm. Or, you know, you could uh, just give all the money in the world to uh, Raytheon and, and the death of children. Yeah. If. If you so choose. If you wanted to get a return on your investment. <laughs> yeah, that's your thing. Yeah, you just only enjoy a podcast if it uh, leads to mass slaughter and destruction of people's <laughs> villages and things like that. That, may, that might be your thing, but it's uh, uh, not yeah. my and Aaron Peter yeah. nor Matt Brousseau's no. uh, cup of tea. Yeah. yeah. 
Now, Aaron, uh, I, I, I heard you have something from the Orient that you want to bring to the Occident. Is that exactly right? <laughs> That's exactly right. This is, this would be, the I suppose, the Meridian line where I oh, bring gosh. the Orient to the oh, Occident. Okay. That sounds nice. And I mean, it's, 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 uh, it actually is kind of tied in to uh, one, of a, uh, one of our seminal podcasts. Oh, yeah. Seminal. Seminal, yeah. <laughs> of course. Uh, Seminal-like. Uh, full of cum. <laughs> Uh, How far does it go? That's the question. Oh, pretty far. <laughs> All right. uh, as far as semen Al takes it. <laughs> uh, it goes. This one actually kind of goes back to the old school. Back to the old school. But let, first, let me. You, you, well, I know how much you love Chinese people, John. Yeah. John loves Chinese people. Chinese people of all kinds. Oh, that's nice. I mean, he just saw a Korean movie the other night and wouldn't shut up about Yikes. Chinese. Oh, that's a, that's, that's a loaded. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yikes. No, no, no. You hang yourself. In that um, so, you know, the Chinese invented rockets. Know that, right? No. You never heard the Chinese are the first to invent rockets? With the, 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 with the firecrackers, yeah, et cetera. Yeah, ba- basically firecrackers. We're not sure, you know, when they weaponized them or really if they weaponized them at all. Uh, but, or if we just said that. Well, we definitely did, for sure. We certainly did, yeah. But uh, yeah, I guess the, they, they, they did eventually. They, used, they invented the first rocket sometime around the AD 950. Okay. But it may have been more of like an amusing kind of Piccolo Pete scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, they called them uh, ground rats or earth rats. And mm-hmm. it was kind of just like you light it and it would go, wah! Ah! Know, like, oh, what's that? Yeah, oh, God, it's a fire rat. Uh, but then they say in, in 1232, the Chinese used the Fei Huo Xiang against the Mongols oh. besieging their city of Kai Feng Fu. They, sure, they hit him with fireworks. They should have hit him with fireworks. But they also, there may this be a translation. Down. Error, they may just been um, uh, arrows that they had lit on fire. Aha! Uh-huh. Gotcha. So, and what is a rocket? So a rocket is something that it has its own self-propulsion uh, uh, equal. doesn't on, need a string. It doesn't need a string. You can light the string. It doesn't need some mm-hmm. Scotsman 400 the, yards no, away. It's got its own rotating it, legs that move at high speeds. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, uh, the, the, huh? the, the force of combustion causes uh, an uh, equal and opposite reaction, Newton's third law. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, forcing it in one direction. Right, and you're saying when I bust a cum and I leave an apartment, that's part of how the combustion works. <laughs> that's exactly right. You combust and... Uh, and I flee the scene. Right, I, in the opposite I, I, direction. I batter and you scatter, come in one, yeah, Equal and opposite. Is that what you're talking about? You come in one direction. I skeet and scoot. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. You, mm-hmm. That's from Melissa. I'll give that to her. But batter and scatter is all mine. Right, you understand? That's right. Do you understand what I'm talking Ejaculate about? Ejaculate and evacuate is all mine, though. <laughs> that is very good, Aaron. That's very, very good. Uh, gunpowder was discovered in China by Taoist alchemists. Uh, who were employed by the emperor to search for an elixir of longevity. Oh, so gosh. back to this whole alchemy thing, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah, longevity. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, don't mind if I do. <laughs> yeah. Or don't. What? What? So this flying rat may have been the origin of rocket propulsion, but <laughs> now when I'm talking about rockets and alchemy, you're talking about cum. Does this make you think of anybody? <laughs> mm. <laughs> you're talking about my good friend Jack Parsons? That's exactly right. Oh, yeah. We're talking about my good friend Jack, 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 Marble Wi-Fi Parthen, Pasadena local boy. Mm -hmm. Pride of Pasadena. Pride of Pasadena. Um, Demonic magic, I believe. So I'm going to talk about, so so this this is a a tie-in episode slightly to the Jack Jack Parsons Parsons episode. Uh, Aaron's first profile, Profiles in Eccentricity, episode number six. Still one of my favorites. Still one of my favorites. One, Shien Huisen. I uh, was born December 11th, 1911. He was the only child of an aristocratic family in China. Shit. Uh, his father was an educational reformer and administrator, and his mother was a, a study the Confucian classic. So he had this interesting kind of dichotomy, two influences on his life. Mm-hmm. The Riddler and... <laughs> and the mechanic. The Riddler and Batman over yeah. his shoulders. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. Mm-hmm. exactly that. <laughs> How are you studying? Um... He would eventually become a uh, uh, responsible for transforming Chinese culture and an icon of the 20th century. Uh, he studied railroad engineering at Shanghai's Jiaotong University. Ah. Um, but as he was studying during this time, uh, China collapsed. 
So um, failed governments left China impoverished and weak. Shanghai was bombed and invaded by Japan uh, in 1932 mm-hmm. uh, during their imperial period. Um, nevertheless, he graduated from the university in 34, and the following year he left uh, to study aeronautical engineering at MIT on a Boxer Rebellion indemnity scholarship by the U.S. government. Side note, Boxer Rebellion. That was something that happened in 1900. But the reason it was called the Boxer Rebellion is because uh, uh, there was a peasant uprising, Mm -hmm. and they were trying to uh, drive away all these uh, foreigners from China, right? And they were martial arts practitioners who felt that through the mastering of their art of qi that they would become... Indif- like bulletproof, undefeatable. Ideally, mm-hmm. like yeah. Iron fist. You know, yeah. So that was that's that's why it was called the Boxer Rebellion. No shit. Yeah. Uh, so, so it didn't work. It, no, it did not. Hmm. But it does tie into something later, and it is a pretty cool nod to Iron Fist, Marvel Comics property. Um, <laughs> Shang Chi, Legend of the Ten Rings, coming to Disney Phase Four, Marvel. Uh, see it, twenty twenty two. IMAX. And so. <laughs> So he he goes to MIT, uh, but in 36, he leaves and he follows to to study under Theodore von Karman Mm. at Caltech. Okay, That name might sound familiar. This guy was just creating all kinds of supervillains. Well, Theodore von Karman was uh, the researcher who Jack Parsons studied under Uh at Caltech Mm -hmm. uh, in the burgeoning field of rocketry. Uh, Xian's ability to form quick calculations on the fly uh, was crucial and instrumental in this team's. Uh, well, because the rocket's moving, you gotta. We gotta be quick, dude. Yeah, it's, it's right. Re- it's rocket science. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta figure out how to get this thing down. Well, there, well, there was no. They didn't have computers 12. at the time, and he was a. Uh, it was a wizard, and yeah. he could just like do the calculations on the fly, and. Um, you know, this was, you gotta remember, this was a group of amateurs at the time. One, the field of rocketry was still considered Vaguely pagan. Yeah, it was still kind of on the edge. The Nazis mm. hadn't even, like, figured it out yet either because they really that right. and didn't it did, even exist. Right, and did crest the, the thing of science are and magic. T- yes, are we, we're turning uh, matter into energy, mm-hmm. all that type of stuff. It's, mm-hmm. it, it's still alchemical, it's still it's sci-fi. A, it's, it's sci-fi. It Rocket is, to the moon, get real, Chinaman. And Jack well, Parsons. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a mobile firing star at your enemies. Mm-hmm. That's what it looks like. It's a new thing that's never been seen before. It's not a bullet. It's yeah. just a totally different fucking right. thing. Right? You know, the, the cannonball kept going. Yeah, and it's, it's on its own on its own volition. Yeah. Right. And, and, and it's, got, it's, got a, it's got a mind of its own. Right. That's that's the craziest right. thing. Yeah. So that so it's so. It's they are a group of amateurs studying under Theodore von Karman. If you remember, uh, they had a name that they called themselves the Suicide Squad mm-hmm. because they were just blowing shit up all the time in Pasadena, right? Um, and ready for it to go wrong. And ready for it to go wrong. because hey, you play with fire. You might get burned. Huh. Now, John, have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? Uh, not that I remember. No, it was a it was a Hilton. Oh, mostly in the mil- yeah. moon. I stay inside during the moon. Yeah, you're not a moon guy. I'm not a moon. No. Moon, moon. Moon's good. For moon. You. Um, non, non-moon. There's no other. Sun's good. For yeah, you. yeah. There you go. He got his master's in a year and his doctorate in aeronautics from Caltech in four. Uh, Jesus. In 1943, during World War II, uh, he helped prepare an analysis of the German rocket program for the U.S. Army. Valuable. Because at this point, the Nazis were developing V-2s. They were bombing the shit out of everybody. They had advanced their rockets much more than any other country on Earth. I'm in the point. At the war's end, he actually traveled to Germany during Operation Paperclip to to interrogate rocket scientists. He actually interrogated Werner von Braun. No shit. Who would become a part of the U.S. rocket program through Operation Paperclip and who... Jack Parsons was having regular correspondence with prior, prior to, to World War II. War. Yeah, right. uh, yeah, it's all Lipschen. Oh, history, time is a flat oh, circle, so my Lipschen. So much more to learn. 
I mean, was it interrogation or did he just like sit there and then uh, just kind of like yeah, shot and, the and shit? Yeah, when I say interrogation, it's not like tied arms on your back, pulling your fingernails right, out. Like, You're a genius. Like, We're gonna bring you tell, on. Tell me you what you know you. and all yeah. that. So uh, I was wondering. But Werner von Braun anyway. also, you know, did hang Jews at his factory. Yeah, he was not a good guy. Uh, yeah, but he did lead NASA and got us to the moon. Uh, so. Who's to say? So we should love him forever. Yeah. No, 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 no. Just I'm saying that you, great men are not good people. Yeah, I know you always say that. Uh, I, I mean, Wayne Gretzky seems like a nice guy. Yeah. Is he a great man? I mean, he set the record for most. Uh, and he's, he's how, more, how he's more assists than how, anybody else has points. How, how much closer to the moon did we get? <laughs> uh, he's Canadian. They're not allowed up there. What about Keanu, mm-hmm. dude? He's a good dude. Yeah, I mean, Keanu is no man. Whoa. He's what more is than he? man. Is he? He's Keanu. Demi God. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, something above that. He's ascended. Uh, sorry for the anti-Semitism. I love <laughs> he helped and create and organized U.S. long-range rocket research program, um, directed the research on the U.S.'s first solid uh, fuel rocket program. Uh, he went back to Shanghai to get married in 1947, came back to America, started teaching at MIT. Uh, and was granted a permanent resident permit. I mean, where do you meet this woman? Dude, Chinese people, they know everybody. <laughs> it's a vast network. Oh, okay, uh, I guess. I, I, he, he probably, he's probably, probably writing love letters and shit. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, anything, anything that dramatic and romantic and uh, uh, deep... Would be beyond your research, you <laughs> fucking piece of shit. He's probably writing love letters across the ocean or the po- something. The point is... Yeah, let's get back to rockets. I know what your point is, you sicko. The point is that when he came back, he had to answer some questionnaires. Okay? Okay. Oh. And on these questionnaires, they he answered no if he had ever been a member of an organization that advocated the overthrow of the U.S. government by force. No, not okay. by force, but, but well, you know, what's the opposite yeah. of force? Uh, there was an American Communist Party document from 1938 that was dug up that had his name on it. And so they used this information <laughs> against him. Well, he's yeah. from China, right? What? Yeah. He's from China. So, so he's draped in communist stuff. No, no, no. There was no communist at the time, no. But, but, oh, that's right. So he was a victim of circumstance of the time because he left, and then when he came back, the Red Scare was Then happening. it was uh, right. a, a Mao, uh, you know. But he comes back, they go, hey, they wrote your name down. Well, and yeah, it's from I mean, a 38. God, it's fuck. what a... Yeah, it, it was the, he was a victim of the Red Scare. Yeah, people uh, were just over here going... You can tell me you're not Chinese, pal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I know, uh, I'm I know sure what you're talking about. When I killed plenty of you Chinese over there in Iwo Jima. And I, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so that he was determined a, a, a security threat. Uh, but um, uh, his, uh, Karman, his, uh, his, his mentor, yeah. wrote a, um, uh, a great recommendation mm-hmm. for him. Yeah. He said at the age of 36, he was an undisputed genius whose work was providing an enormous impetus to advances in high-speed aerodynamics and jet propulsion. Um, and he became the Robert H. Goddard Professor of Jet Propulsion at Galsit, which would later become JPL. So wow. He, um, he applied for naturalization, but they still wouldn't give him citizenship because of the ties to communism. Um, he worked on designing an intercontinental space plane, which would later inspire the X-20, the precursor to the American space shuttle. No shit. Yeah. In 1950, he was detained on charges of espionage. Really? Spent 15 days in jail. On behalf of the Chinese? Uh, Presumably. Well, the Americans put him in jail. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because they assumed he was spying for the Chinese. Yeah, exactly. He's tied. All right, man. Chinese You're working on rockets. We just had a war... You know, Russia's moving into China mm-hmm. at this point. The you know, com- I don't understand sparklers this and bottle were, rockets. He, dude, Piccolo, I thought they were Roman candles, bro. <laughs> He's not jacking off on stuff. Yeah. I don't know how to deal with this. What is he? Well, Jack lost his security clearance too. Jack but, Parsons lost his security clearance too because of his ties to communism the and, and the Chinese guy. Who is this teacher? Did he have security clearance? Von Karman. I mean, because yeah. this guy is, uh, uh, yeah. and he was a, a German guy. It sounds like. Uh, fuck, I don't. I mean, 
Von Karmine. Von Karmine. Uh, I might be Austrian too. <laughs> I might be Dutch. You sure? I might be Dutch or I might be Austrian. Uh, Jeff who's, Von Karmine. Who, who, who's to say? It doesn't matter. All that matters is that. Uh, the rocket school. Spent five years under house arrest. Yikes. Hey, was, was Where? It, was it a nice house? At his house. In... Uh, Pasadena or? Uh, somewhere in California. Yeah. All right, I mean, hey, nice. that's not too yeah. bad. Um, Sun. Yeah. <laughs> he, Yard. During this time, Yard. he uh, he wrote a book on cybernetics. Wait, what? Uh, yeah. Uh, What's that? What does that mean? So cybernetics is really about control systems, like oh. very complex control systems and how they interact with each other and... You know, like when they launched the Saturn V rocket to go to the moon, it, I think it had something like 11 million different interconnected pieces and parts that had to f- work in unison flawlessly right. to get there. And so cybernetics is like kind of the um, the flow chart of how those things work. Some idea Interesting. Of, uh, uh, automation okay. taken to another level. Yeah, to- yeah mm-hmm. uh, to the nth degree. Yeah. And Automation's one of those things where you don't realize what how it is until... You don't have it. it yeah. Until it's broken. Yeah, or you, or you, it does something that you really like, and you're like, well, how did we get to that? Right. After five years, uh, he was uh, allowed to return to China with his wife and his two American-born children. God. Uh, I got a hero's welcome from the Chinese government. Uh, it, his release had been negotiated by the Eisenhower administration for Americans in prison in China. So he was like a political pawn. Oh, they, so there they, were Americans there that were left over from like the Korean War. Some prisoners wow. in the war. Well, there was a bunch of, there was a lot of people, in the, not a lot, but there was a group of people in the Korean War that when they went over t- and uh, met, uh, the Chinese, they said, uh, they became part of them, and, yeah. and and they they weren't traitors. They just thought this idea of how life was was better. was better, yeah. and and to Ameri- to the American army, they were brainwashed. Right, right, right. So, sometimes they just uh, this fits me better. You yeah, know? you got to understand, Mister Chinaman. Uh, I've never been outside Wyoming, and uh, I this gotta say, right. I'm a big fan of being the tallest person here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I'm pretty you can call sure. me a round eye, you can call me a freak, but I'll tell you, I like the way you do business, pal. I'm pretty gratified by my my crotch being eye level with most of the population <laughs> here. Giant among men, I guess. That's, well, not, uh, not you, complaining. Uh, you are, whatever, man. Hey, <laughs> happy to be here. Yeah. Sorry for the bombs. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so I don't, I don't know if those are the same people, but there was a yeah, there were a lot of Americans that were still over. Well, there. these these five were uh, um, Americans that were imprisoned. Oh, okay, uh, American pilots who had been captured during the Korean War, and he was allowed to return for their return. <laughs> he resigned from Caltech uh, shortly thereafter, um, and uh, Navy Under Secretary Dan Kimball. Who had tried for f- several years to keep him in this country as opposed to under house for arrest. his expertise? He said it was the stupidest thing this country ever did. Wow, he was That's no a more, lot of perspective he, in that one. He was no more a communist than I was, and we forced him to go. Wait, so we did we force? He didn't choose to go back to China. He was well. Traded. He was going to go back to China just to go to just China. To go. Okay, and they they're like, oh no, we can't let him go. He's a communist. And then they put him in prison, and then under house arrest for five years, so he got a bad taste in his mouth, and after that, he never came back. Yeah, that makes sense. Why uh, would he come back? Yeah, to the place that imprisoned him. He, he, he made a vow, and even after, like, years and years and years, he's like, I'm, not, I'm, I'm just not, I'm not coming back. Fuck you guys. After the, the, the pretty room. much the bigotry you experienced here, he was just like, yeah, Yeah, well, no. I wasn't a communist, but I'm a patriot, like... Yeah. Grant Cooper, an attorney retained by Caltech to defend him during this time, said that the government permitted this genius, this scientific genius, to be sent to communist China to pick his brains is one of the tragedies of the century. Fuck. One can only wonder what might have had, might have been, had anti-communist paranoia not alienated one of America's finest scientific minds. So in our paranoia of, mm-hmm. of communism, we turned one of our own 
greatest minds against us because he went over to China and became a fucking hero. And yeah. he turned that country around in under two decades from a peasant society to having intercontinental ballistic missiles and satellites. He did? He became an icon. He became part of Mao's inner circle. Shut up! Swear to God. Uh, what? <laughs> space program... Did, did you know this? No, I didn't know this. Of course you know. This profiles in eccentricity. I'm no, here to no, blow your no, mind. I know, but uh, you're doing a good job. It's very, very good. Isn't that crazy? Because I thought... And this guy was a throwaway Chinese character from Jack Parsons' story. Well, you might throw him away, but I never would because I respect every Asian you... life. Now, hold on. No, shut up. <laughs> now, you don't respect anybody because you, you feel like they're a dime a dozen and they're copy. They're, they're all. Uh, anybody, well, you, regardless you, yeah, of race. Yeah, yeah, you, regardless you, of race. You no, know, you were saying they're all photocopies of one another, uh, the, the Asian people. I disagreed no, no, with you. You, uh, you said that. You, you wrote it down. <laughs> no. I'm fucking with you. But you did talk about this guy in the Jack Parsons profile quite a bit and how it uh, it got him some. Not friendly heat because yeah. it's like, hey man, what are you doing with that Chinese? Why is this guy? Chinese national doing it? Uh, especially when you know people were freaked out about communism so hardcore. But the idea that we would freak him out so bad to the point that he goes back to China and and he's got all he's got all the knowledge. But yeah. you know the thing is too, man, is like your national identity is straight up in your heart. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I come from Irish people and oh. they're both <laughs> thank you they're both you know citizens whatever and everybody before them is citizens but I'm an American citizen mm -hmm. you know what I mean mm -hmm. it's whatever is going on over there is not really my struggle right so if that guy felt that way about America and he just got so abused here right that it pushed him back there it is a massive tragedy yeah he felt yeah, he felt betrayed he was born in china but he would you know he was educated here he lived here built a life here he right he started a non-existent if your sense industry of humor helped. is based on the country you choose that's your country right mainly yeah you know yeah and if like you can have a better conversation with jack parsons than uh some chinese guy <laughs> You know what I mean? All right. Then that's the you know the country you belong to. But then if you get so alienated by the country you choose, yeah, of course you're gonna go back to to where you're from and be like, all right, here you go. You're well, gonna and he, uh, and now he's the you know I've got all this knowledge and you people are backwards. Like yeah, he's galvanized to be like, all right, well, well galvanized, good word. For maybe me. maybe you need to be uh, you need to be checked by another world power and maybe it should be uh, a, a socialist. Uh, Right. Thing like China. So he pretty much um, single-handedly created the Chinese space program um, That's fucking in, crazy, in, a, man. in a period of 16 years. and went from an agrarian society to having an ICBM and nukes and one of the three powers in the world. Jesus Christ! China, U.S., Russia. By what year? Like 70-something? No, uh, six, uh, fifty. The 60-something. Uh, it's got to be 60s. Uh, let me see. Um, For China. Late, late 50s. Late 50s. Late 50s. Okay. So here... Uh, Fuck! He became, late 50s is mad early for, he, like, a nuke. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So he, he also worked on the Manhattan Project here. Yeah, God. of course. So, so the, he had he, his hand in everything here. Manhattan Project, rocketry, space program, all of that. Aeronautics, space shuttle... Had the produce, all that. Now, what and, happened to the five guys they traded him for? <laughs> they went on to beat their wives. <laughs> Jesus Christ. One of, one of those men is my dad. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I want Jeff. I want yeah, John. Yeah, what did, I want... what did Tom, Dick, Harry, Steve, and yeah. Frank do that Shen, uh, Shen, yeah, really valuable guy. We let him go. Uh, kind of Chinese Dr. Doom. Um, born in another country, educated oh, okay. here, mastermind, then kicked out, turned the country around in his own. Well, you guys would get it. Mm -hmm. Uh, goes back to China. Uh, 1956, he becomes the de the director of the Chinese Ministry of Defense. Later, reorganizes the Chinese Academy of Space Technology. Um, with him as director in '68. He was not directly responsible for any specific missile, rocket, engine, or satellite, but he was the godfather of all of those areas. Basically, like, 
the science guy of the Chinese government, every area. Uh, so respected. Um, he was kind of used also as a political pawn there because he was so course, respected yeah. by the people and what he had done um, that he wrote he wrote some books that kind of related to his book on cybernetics about population growth. Ooh. And so he wrote this paper on population growth and that it was going to get out of control in China. Uh, and yes. that led to... Shut up! The rule? The, the one rule. Shut up! The one-child rule. No! And the Great Leap Forward. And he, had, he wrote about agriculture and planting more. And but he had never it, done that. Did that happen in his lifetime? It happened in his, the Great Famine happened in his lifetime. Wait, what, did the enactment of the rule happen in his lifetime? Yes. What did he write Fuck. about? Uh, planting more seeds per square, whatever, would yield more at X calories, and that would have to keep up with our population by the year or whatever. Um, some people think that the they just forced him to sign his name on it okay. because he wasn't a horticulture expert. It's, but he, it's very hard to know. Right. It's very and, and those kinds of authoritarian closed yeah, system. Yeah, yeah, Russia, yeah. Did, Russia did a very similar thing with their scientists. Right. Yeah. So it yeah, and it's been, when anybody becomes a celebrity too, they like they're like, uh -huh. ooh, let's control this image right away. Right. Even it, if it, you're an authoritarian, yeah, yeah. If, even if you're just like a space hero or whatever, mm -hmm. it's like, okay, now the people really might go to you for. Everything else. Le leadership. Yeah. Right. Your so, favorite bread type. Let's we ask Neil deGrasse Tyson what he thinks about fucking whatever. Should we? I don't know, but people do. Yeah. Right? So that led to, you know, the five-year plans, Great Leap Forward, the famine that probably killed the anywhere between child. 15 to 45 million people. Yeah. Uh, so it's an interesting thing about him. He's this great person who was a political pawn by both sides, undisputably important for both sides. I mean, helped get both countries into space. For sure. Um, in 57, he persuaded Mao Zedong, if there's any confusion, of the importance of launching satellites and in, in, in addition to building missiles. Um, they launched their first satellite in 1970. He was also a proponent of the manned space program for China and spent the later part of his career really pushing for one. Damn. Uh, member of the Chinese Academy of Sciences, Chinese, Chinese Academy of Engineering, several several overlapping positions over the years, um, including the director of the Institute of Mechanics at the Chinese Academy of Sciences, the director of Chinese Academy of Launch Vehicle Technology, and the vice minister of the Seventh Ministry of Machine Building. <laughs> ah, so he gained, bill. like I said, great Chinese famine, 58 to 61, took a little heat for that. Probably not his fault. Probably just had forced him at the point of a gun to sign his name to that. Um, what about the great Chinese forced abortions of the next 40 years? Oh, that's, that's their choice. That? Oh. It's a woman's choice. <laughs> it's a government's choice. Oh, to, to answer your question, Matt, if you want the details, mm -hmm. during the Great Leap Forward Industrial Movement of 1958, uh, Xi'an published articles in the People's Daily Newspaper that claimed China's crop harvest could potentially produce over 20,000 kilograms of rice uh, per um, 0.16 acre by planting more seeds in the field than usual density. They were used by Chinese Communist Party leader Mao, to which led to the years to years of famine. Tens of million died during the famine. So he just said, "What if he just put two seeds instead of one?" Uh, essentially, I mean, but it had to like I think it had to do with his um, paper that he wrote, his book that he wrote while he was under house arrest. Um, I think it had something to do with that. Hmm. What but I love about life. Here, let, me, yeah, let me tell you about being at home. You get time to think. <laughs> also, I got some great theories now. Um, he. During the uh, Tiananmen Square protests, he's still alive. Oh. Um, the president of the Chinese Communist Party convinced him to speak out against the students' actions. Uh, it was they believed that since he was so, so respected, that people would listen to him. Yeah, and he did. He spoke out against it, but well, well he, I guess he wasn't that respected then to be. Uh, well, those to be kids used got in shot. Such a way. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what are you gonna do? Yeah, say no. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There's where's where else is he gonna go? Uh, it's a, it's very much Alakine-ish. Yeah, it, yeah. It's it's one of those things where it's like, I mean, you know, by now you might have fucking family and but kids. Now he's got, and, he's got yeah. fucking grandkids and yeah, you know. Um, so we offered up a, a sacrificial technology lamb to an authoritarian government. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things, though, too, that's like, you know, the the thing that we've always benefited from with, uh, in respect to the Tiananmen Massacre is that we always know that, like, uh, China has always acted like it wasn't a problem, and the rest of the world knows it definitely is. Yeah. And China is not unaware of that. Yeah, they they yes. try to get images off the internet. Yes. Yeah, but they, they also know that we know. I so mean, when no, it comes to dealing with with the Western world, they're like... I mean, they can scrub, you know, the image as much as they want, like in their in their home place. But they also know that the rest of the world knows. Yeah, know, that it's. I mean, but and that's why this this Hong Kong thing is so important too, because well, it's, it's a struggle of East versus West. It right? is. It's like, it's a struggle of East versus West, like on their doorstep, and they're like, "What are we going to do? Act like we don't have control over it, or are we going to act like we're like the harshest?" Well, I mean, know? now they're floundering. They're they're making the NBA. They're they're reaching everywhere to stop anything they can. From it, but but the thing about the Tiananmen Square is, yeah, the idea of it people know about, but do people really know about Tiananmen Square? No, people that the, care. Nobody, know well, about nobody it. knows about history in general. There's the picture of the man in the tank, but what does that mean? You, I it was it's only a couple of years ago that I read about the brutal murder they did in the square. Yeah. The picture of the man in the tank is 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 it's a sanitized the, version of it. It's the yeah, that's the sanitized if you see the aftermath it's just it looks like Spartacus. You, you back out from that there's another picture there's that bodies. is that is backed out. The bodies oh, everywhere. Really? Yeah. That, that they ran over they ran over with tanks so many times that they just hosed down the scraps of body that were left. Yeah, it's bad. Good God Almighty! These were students that they butchered in this square, and this one guy was not run still, over by a tank. Still stayed up, but everybody else was run over by a tank. This is it. it, it we have an idea about it, but we don't yeah. really know what it is because they've done a very good job. With well, uh, yeah, but also have. Have they done a really good job, or has the whole world? I mean, done it, a really it takes good job? two. It does take two because. Everybody goes, well, yeah, but now most of our shit is made in China. So uh, if we could take out the meat patty kids and just leave <laughs> yeah. the one standing as a, like yeah. a symbol of democracy, it's like, no. Right. You show the field of meat patty kids. You have to. Yeah. You yeah. have to. Of you course. Have to. That, yeah. they... Otherwise, this, the, the picture has no meaning. Yeah. It has so much more meaning if you know that he's like, yeah, you know all those meat patty kids behind me? I'm gonna be one of them. Yeah. Because look, fuck you, that's why. Looks like he's just yeah. going home from the grocery store. He's yeah. like, what are you guys doing? What are these tanks he doing? He ends here? up being a meat patty. That is fucking. Yeah, that that's the, the real the real picture is haunting. It's just a it's a it's a it looks like just a war piles. zone. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely never knew that. Yeah, it's bad. It shows you how bad the fucking like you know Time Life Warner CNN shit is about. <laughs> yeah. Well, then, wait, what's just, a more iconic? Yeah. I mean, it for it is a more Iconic image to show the one resistor. I mean, but without it, the dead kids it, behind, it would have been more iconic well, with all the dead. Well, then, definitely. I mean, well, you can only fit so much on eBay. Yeah, I know. You got to cry. Right now, I mean, now there's pictures of just the aftermath that are out. I'm like, oh, oh boy. But it is Captain America against Thanos. It is with, especially all the dead behind him. Oh yeah, it is. It's just. Uh, I don't know if he said I could do this all day or some variation thereof, but I'm sure it's very. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, nobody will know what that was like. That picture is the only thing that shows that. Where yeah, it's they, just they, like... it's, you can't talk about it in China. It doesn't, no. it never happened in China. No. It's scrubbed from the record in China. It's, you're having a right, like, you know, I'm, again, I'm listening to and reading a lot of Campbell stuff, and he talks about the mythologies of the Orient and the Occident and the difference. And how, in Eastern tra traditions, you, you know your persona, your mask, you identify with, mm -hmm. and you are not an individual. You're a member of the group, and and the and, caste, and, and yeah. especially in India, the caste system. Yeah. I mean, that's just what you are. Right. Whereas the wet in the West, Oxen is the left hand path. <laughs> the guy that won't. The individual. Yeah, the individual. And that's and you're seeing it in Hong Kong right now. Yeah. And what are they doing? Wearing masks. 
Right. It's such a trip to see. Like, it's right there in front of your face right now. These people are realizing that the mask that they were told to identify with mm-hmm. is just a mask. And they're putting it right in their face and they're getting fucking murdered in the streets for it. Woo! Back to this Chinese guy. Um, all right, so possibly responsible for the Great Famine, um, but definitely helped China get into space. Uh, later on in his life, he got super into ESP. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What's ESP? Uh, extrasensory perception. Oh, cool. Like psychics and the manipulation of chi, something. Um, actually, he called it something else. Uh, hot dogs. Um, yeah, he called it hot dogs. Yeah, the disalignment of chakras. <laughs> hey. <laughs> uh, exceptional functions of the human body. Mm. Um, because, you know, af- after after the, uh, the revolution took place in China and Marxism... Their version took over. You know, Marxist is a very non-superstitious. Yeah, it's scientific. It's material, scientific. No, so, no religion. Yeah, right. So because that's a, it competes with the state, right? Mm, so that's, that's a dick move. Um, it is a dick move, and usually destined to fail because if you do not have any sort of underlying unifying mythology, you're all going to end up um, massacred and uh, without a compass. So, which is why we said the North Koreans made mythology out of, of the kid. politics. Yes, uh-huh. they had to. Yeah, you have to, Dave. Uh, I mean, it's this massive great stroke. evolution. Uh-huh. It's a master- great stroke of propaganda to be like, yes. yeah, well, actually, you know, Kim Il Sung was. Uh, He's you never know. taken a shit in his life and yeah. bowls right. three hundred every time. Yeah, they, it's it, here's you want folklore? You want something to define? To yeah, it, and it ha- it can happen right real quick. Uh-huh. A generation or two, and it's canon. The, myth, yeah, the mythos is in front of your face. It's right there. You live through it. Um. So he. So, so because he was so beloved, the the uh, as a, as this icon who was responsible for taking China from a peasant culture to a spacefaring culture, um, what he said kind of went, and he got really into qigong, which is like a, a traditional slow. It's a kind of a martial art, kind of like tai chi. Like mm-hmm. a lot of just kind of like moving around and focusing the energies qi. Is the main operative word there? Right, the life right. energy. Right, kind um, of like a like a movement yoga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good mm-hmm. thing for old folks to do. Yeah, definitely, definitely good for old folks to do. Aikido level. Le- less than Aikido, but less. Okay, even less than Aikido. It's more of a keto. It's a it's it's a one person thing. It's like gotcha. a kind of poses and standing and doing this shit. Um, it's a, it's an ancient practice, but he kind of brought it back. It was coming back into style in China on its own because it wasn't really a religion, but it was a practice. But then he got into the ESP stuff. And this was right around the same time that the United States and Russia were doing their remote viewing and ESP experiments. That Those are to- other episodes I want to get deep into. Right. Uh, but he, you know, he had seen the stuff the Nazis were doing. He'd seen the stuff the U.S. was doing. He was fucking friends with Jack Parsons. So this guy's not exactly a lightweight when it comes to the occult. It's not. So he actually, against communist leaders, swore that ESP Mm. was science and wouldn't back down. Hmm. Um, uh, He encouraged ESP researchers to be brave and persistent in the face of doubts and denials. Um, Damn. That is crazy, man. Uh, from 1979 to 1982, the Chinese Journal of Nature published 53 articles on ESP. Uh, many were from him. Um, in the 80s, he submitted an article named On Launching Basic hum- Basic Research on Human Body Science. Uh, expressed more confidence in ESP in a meeting... Uh, he said, I, I believe what truly appeals us to explore along this winding and hard road is that it may lead to a new scientific revolution in the 21st century, perhaps even greater than the 20th century scientific revolution led by quantum mechanics and relativity theory. Jesus. Saying, hey, I mean, you're going out, you're going out, you're going out. What about in, the end? And manipulating that energy because it is. he had this, he had a field theory of chi. He felt that it was a field that gets manipulated. And um, right around this, uh, in the in the late seventies, there was a kind of a popular epidemic of uh, especially children, Chinese children, being able to read Chinese characters with their ears or skin. Wait, and they, wait, they wait. would do wait. experiments where they would put like um, 
a Chinese character in an envelope and then rub it on this Chinese kid's ear and to be like, oh, that's the fucking Chinese character for water or whatever. And there was this whole kind of like wave of ESP fervor in China at the time, and he was a big proponent of it. Was it bullshit or what the fuck was going on? I mean, was it, is, yeah. Is it bullshit? I don't know. I mean, I think most of most of all that stuff in general is bullshit. But, dude, the CIA... I mean, if he was being brought into it, it seems a little bit less likely to be told. Well, he was, also, he was the science guy. Point. I mean, he... Does he... I mean, at some point, you stop learning. It is, it's scientifically proving that at some point, you... you, you you can't take in it anymore. By this point, does he? Is he? Even... Is he becoming a weird old man? Yeah, maybe. Um, but the Falun Gong was um, uh, kind of an unofficial, leaderless Qigong, kind of like AA, but for Qigong. Like, there's mm. no head of AA. It's totally decentralized. It exists on its own, self-funded. It's just a practice, right? Right. So the Falun Gong was this Qigong society, and it was getting into like. 20, 20 million people, 70 million people in size, and the government saw it as a threat and so basically started cracking down on Qigong and the ESP experiments. They let him do some stuff on the side, but he's not super, super old. He's in his late 60s. Do you know what seven. they were worried about? Why crack down on it? Other because than the fact that it's, it's an a, other idea. It's, it's an other idea, and it's, so. it, it is just a... It's just one of those uh, things. A possible it's like, supernatural it's a th- yeah, threat. A supernatural. Yeah. Any any threat to the, the supremacy of the state. Right. Especially anything that, you know, gives hope. Or uh, whatever. But by nineteen ninety nine they said I mean, uh, it is. It's you know, anything anything that gives hope is just like well, why don't we follow this till the death? And then somebody's like, Well, but you're supposed to go to your job and you're like, Yeah, but this thing's giving us hope and Right. You're like yeah, but go to your job because I said so. And that's the thing about, you know, Stalin being like, why wouldn't I... Ban an idea. Why wouldn't I illegalize an idea? It's very much in no. the whole shareholder capitalist thing of, of nonstop profits. Mm-hmm. and Yeah, absolutely. You know, what what, what yeah. they're doing with Hong Kong is like, the rules, like, you're going to get it anyway. Why are you even fighting this now mm. other than you don't actually have as much power as you think right. as you want to uh, project? Or, or, or even when we were talking about in the last episode where it's like, you know, fighting for the weekend and stuff like that. Yeah. A, a big part of resisting them getting the weekend is to say they did. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but also what are they going to come up with in two days? Right. If we don't stop that, this, you know, we don't yeah. nip this in the bud. If next, they might be dancing. Yeah, it might be. It might. It might be fucking hell for us. You know what I mean? Like God knows what two days can do for them. Right. Back, back to back. Yeah. Yeah. They. Back, I mean, you oh, know, God. The, he also had Lord's a theory Day about a individuals and organisms, and su- com- he got really into com- complexity theory and the complexity of it, individual mm. organs, bodies, societies, groups of people, and so that was part of like the cybernetic stuff, and mm-hmm. so. You know, if you take his thoughts on that, a giant megalithic society like China is going to treat anything else like an invader. So when the Fulan Gong has 70 million practitioners who are fucking channeling cheat through their body, or at least think they are, it's going to react on it. And so it was made illegal. Uh, at the, It was made illegal in the late 90s. Um, he was Is there any kind of record of how he felt about dealing with like the the Mao type, you know, relate like a he, government? He's, or... He was a patriot more than anything, and I think he was he, a Chinese patriot. He was a pat, but not a like, but not a at, Maoist. Yeah, it was like, but he did I love he, Cuba, but I'm not. A I'm Castro doing what I have to do. Yeah, interesting. I'm doing what I have to. Do. I mean, you know, they say that about Werner von Braun too, although I think he was a little more of an asshole. I think yeah, he's sort of responsible like for it, yeah. more deaths, but like, I, th- I think he was just doing what he had to do within the system. Otherwise, you get shot. You know, sure, you yeah. kill a lot of people. So there, there was no second party. You know, there was no op. He couldn't. Other, where was he going to go? Yeah. yeah. Um. He from a hospital bed in two thousand three. He watched Chinese China's first manned mission to space. Fuck. He was named uh, American Journal Aviation Week. Space technology would name him as his person of the year in 2007. Um, No shit. Is he still alive? He died at 97 on Halloween in 2009. 
Wow. 97 fucking A. Yeah, old ass Chinaman watch. I mean, <laughs> but check, but check it out. Like, what do you mean check it out? <laughs> well, you no, were check at, it out. You're, you're saying was, was it all bullshit? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm saying no, no. no you're at, the, you were asking is sure, is it sure. all bullshit? I was asking, is it all bullshit? Yeah. I mean, it came When up, I was talking about up. the reading of the characters on the ears and the Oh, 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 that stuff. Yes, yeah. yes, he, yes. He conducted extensive tests. He did lots of tests. The, right. And so did the Russians and so did the Americans. The, the United States, the Stargate program here went on for decades. Right. It shut down in 95. Or did it? Well, in 2014, the Office of Naval Research launched a four-year project with... Uh, basically a $4 million budget to investigate premonitions, intuition, and hunches, what they called Spidey Sense. <laughs> Shut up. Really? Dude. Hunches it. by who? Like guys like me? Yeah. Are you a military individual? Are you, in, are you a highly trained... Uh, oh, no. No? no. no? I have militant feelings. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Especially women, about the Orient. <laughs> Son, I think you make a good candidate. <laughs> we, we need you. Uh, uh, in the 50s, during a conversation between physicist Wolfgang Pauli and psychiatrist, my good friend Carl Jung, about psychic phenomena, Carl Jung said, As is only to be expected, every conceivable kind of attempt has been made to explain away these results, mm. which seem to border on the miraculous and frankly impossible. But all such attempts come to grief on the facts, and the facts refuse so far to be argued out of existence. A quarter century later, in 1975, CIA report concluded, A body of reliable experimental evidence points to the inescapable conclusion that extrasensory perception does exist as a real phenomenon. Yeah. That's why the CIA? Fuck off. Dude, I read a book all on CIA. The CIA. There's great. There's a. There's an author, Annie Jacobson. She's written books on history of Area 51, Manhattan Project, uh, CIA's uh, kind of like black ops occult work. You know, mm -hmm. taking stuff like going from Operation Paperclip to Area 51 and the Manhattan Project, and then into all of the ESP uh, remote viewing stuff. Like four, five different books. Hmm. Uh, does a really good job of like getting first-hand accounts, people who were there digging up Freedom of Information Act files. Like you can read through, like you know, um, uh, dictated and and um, transcribed accounts of remote viewing sessions where they're like describing submarines. And, like they like uh, okay, here's all we're gonna. They, they put you in a room. And they put the thing, the mask on, and then it takes a minute to get to. That's fucking ridiculous, dude. There's a whole pro. They they had it down to as close to as a replicatable and teachable science as you could get it. Huh. And they used it for a long time. Um, they had some. I mean, a lot. Uh, it's a whole other episode, but they used it. They found stuff. They found people. It worked as good as it could, and they now they're doing it again. Um, with the Navy trying to get, trying to figure out Spidey Sense. Really? Because, you know, it, it happens all the time in, in the fog of war when you're in this flow state. I'm speaking not out of experience. And you, where you get, just ha you get a gut feeling. I'm not going in feeling. there. Yeah. Don't go in there. Yeah. And then it blows up. Yeah. And people are, what is it about? Is it premonition? Is it right. a million other things being processed in the back of your mind that you don't notice? And then yeah. what is it about right. remote viewing that worked? How are, how are these people able to do that? There's ties to Scientology. Yeah. Uh, my dad was like a, a guy that was like always convinced that my mother had this like sixth sense that like evaded them from like mm -hmm. danger in like ways that was like nonsensical because it seemed way more dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> like one time I was with your mom and she just blew through a red light. And I was like, you're a psycho. We should be dead. And then, like, afterward, there was just, like, a crash, like, right afterward. Yeah. And, like, it was just, like, one of those things where she was just kind of like, oh, yeah, I saw it coming. But he's like, there's no way you could have saw that coming. You know, like. Now, what's really going to cook your noodle with the crash would have happened if she didn't read the red light. Right. Yeah. And, you know, there was there was a bunch of stuff like uh, uh, people that would, would have those kinds of premonitions. Like, even uh, Winston Churchill, you know, when he was doing the, that was the thing I told you about when he was uh doing the thing to psych up the troops mm -hmm. on the ground mm -hmm. during the Battle of Britain. The guy's doing the guns on the ground. Mm -hmm. 
when there's fucking German airplanes bombing London, yeah. he would go out in the middle of the night and be like, all right, fella, you know, very good, uh, very good show. I'm hammered. I'm drunk as fuck. <laughs> I read a whole yeah. book. <laughs> and they were like, you know, they'd be like, they'd bring him back to the car and they'd be like, you know, door open waiting for him. And then like one time he would just be like, eh, Man, nah, and he'd get, right. on, get in on the, the other, other side. side yeah. <laughs> Bomb would drop. We'd lift the car up on two wheels and then they'd keep going. And it was the side he didn't get in on, you know, mm-hmm. like, and other times where in Downing Street <coughs> would be at like the dining room table and tell everybody, get up, we're all going into the kitchen. Yeah. Uh, a bad feeling. No, everybody like, get into the kitchen. This cum stinks. Bomb drops. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the fucking blows in the windows. Yeah. Tons of shrapnel. and Spidey sense. But, but I mean, I mean uh, uh, from the uh, the most hammered guy in the world, it's very well, hard. That, to, that's getting in. That's getting with into a lot of drug power. In, like you know, some people think that's altered states. Are or, you are you in the ether? Right. You know what I mean. Is that your way to get it? Kind of. Uh, what is the percentage of success here? Is this something he does everywhere he right. goes? Right. We don't talk and, about the times that he doesn't do it, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. But the remote viewing stuff with the CIA and and Russia, like, and that's interesting. Very, very interesting. But I, I'm very, I'm also very skeptical of it because uh, a lot of things uh, that I understand, I've experienced myself. Until I meet someone that I trust to tell me that they really saw a ghost, I'm gonna have to fucking go oh, a long yeah, way yeah, to yeah, believe. You know, yeah. there's what is a first of all, define ghost. <laughs> but but it's, it's, it's you know the, these ESP. I I think there's absolutely something. You know to what it. a ghost is. No, but I mean that's the problem with with things like that, and I right. agree with you. Okay, tell me what your definition of a ghost is. And then we can go from there. You say, sure. you say, what, do you, what are you well, thinking of? And they say, um, cylinder. And you go, all right, submarine, great. They no, nailed it. Oh, no, the, the, the submarine one's very tangible. It's really crazy because they give them coordinates, too. So, see, that's very interesting. And, but, mm. and they, don't, they don't give any specific, like, it, the, the remote viewing stuff that the CIA did, they took a very, very methodical approach to making it as like uh, as much as a double blind controlled study like as as you could and how did they find the candidates for this there's any fuck some were uh selected then they volunteered and then uh, some people had exhibited something and they got drawn into that That there was was just one there's a story of one woman who was just like a contractor for the military and she's like she's like i've always felt like i was psychic i always knew i was psychic i was like and and then she like went above rank she contacted somebody and said like i want to do this and the guy was like what got her and do it she ends up being like the best at it and they get pissed off at her because she's not following the procedure because there's a procedure for remote viewing <laughs> you get in you're supposed to you get into your you put the headphones and the mask on uh-huh. there's a guy outside the booth and he's like all right get into your place you have to get into your space yeah you go into your little realm and then you tell us when you're ready and they say most people took 20 minutes to get to it. she'd be there in three minutes and then we'd give her the coordinates and then she'd start describing things and and like Ooh! It's a mess. <laughs> Ooh, it smells like shit. It's come everywhere. Um, Who come is this? And this? I mean, the submarine. The submarine one is probably like the most tangible one. Like I, it was. Were they described the sub a dub dub? They, well, they described a submarine. It was it was Russians building uh, a submarine inla- inland. Yeah. Like, oh. and he was described fins, propellers. Oh. Uh, Machinery parts, drawings, all that stuff. Yeah, fuck. Yeah. Cool. Really, it's it's crazy, and they did it for a long time, and it you know. And but it's it, not a thing anymore. If thing it was, is, if it was any way successful, it would not it would be still, discontinued. It would still be, uh, you know. Well, they brought some of it back in 2014 with the Navy. You have to point at your and, dick. <laughs> oh my dick is a submarine, <laughs> full of semen. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> uh, it stinks down there. It stinks. It stinks. It um, yeah, and then you know, if they were still doing it, they wouldn't tell anybody. Of course. And yeah. there's more reliable ways than that. Now, you know, also the, their big thing was that it was hard to scale, and to they wanted it to be just like being a soldier is teachable. And there seemed to be some right. element of inherent ability with some people more than others. A group of X Men. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. That's pretty wild, man. So they they were some people that could do it and couldn't do it and like uh subject the subject's belief in whether they could do it or not affected it. 
Fuck. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, wow. anybody who wants to get fucking, uh, uh, you know, what the, what's the watch thing? Um, hypnotized? Hypnotized, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It's, it's late. Yeah. Anybody who wants but, to talk shit can get hypnotized. But, but if you go, if you go, I don't know, fuck, like, what, what the fuck? If you want to get hypnotized, you can. Are you saying they're asking for it, Matt? That's uh, well, it depends on what they're wearing. Not good. Yeah. Not at all good. Not um, at all good. But yeah, maybe we'll do another episode on um, some of the uh, the remote viewing stuff. Or I, w- I want to view remotely, big time. Dude, I would. Fuck. I want to see straight actually, through they, to they, China, man. They, oh, so a lot like. of that stuff is available on uh, like CIA.gov. Like really, handwritten and typed out shit, all available. Freedom of Information Act. A lot of stuff is still remain classified. Damn. But they did it for a long time, and some people didn't like it. Some people were very open to it because they thought the Russians were doing it. And like, oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, but it, it was a, it was a psychic arms race. But everybody thought everybody was doing everything. That's, That's the what? whole point of fucking Indiana Jones. It's like, oh yeah, we're trying for supernatural shit, and it's like, well, oh, we, we got to stop that. We're the Americans, right. so let's send a teacher. What? Yeah, <laughs> you know. I, I mean, it, super fun. If, if you actually have ESP, you don't the the redacted stuff. You could still figure it out. They got the Grail Chief. I, I can see through the black marks. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that's all I have to say about that. But there's this, you know, ancillary character in the Jack Parsons story ends up being the Werner von Braun of China. Kind of steals the show. He's Chinese, you say. Kind of does steal the show. That's great. But it really just proves the Chinese are good at just copying things that Americans make. Yikes. <laughs> Yikes. What, like ESP? No. Come on, man. Like no, N-I-K-E? no, no. Like <laughs> nuclear bombs and rockets and no, watches. No, 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 and no, no. Yeah, Jack Parsons didn't that. He just Name a Chinese car. <laughs> <laughs> Can you name a Chinese car? <laughs> Joe? Well, it's a different society over That's there. That's right. One of copying say. and mimicry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just shitting on China so hard. They're, I know. They're a, a wonderful people. <laughs> yeah, respect As them. most people are. They had a wonderful, they had a heyday. They will have a heyday again. Yeah. Uh, it seems like it's coming up. Responsible for many advances in society in general. Uh, one of Science! The earliest societies to invent written the written word. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, rockets. Thousands of years of history. Thousands of years of uh, history. Bleeding into mythology. Yes. You know, very uh, rich, rich mythology. Rich. A wonderful culture. Thick. Cuisine. Hey, not exactly a lightweight. <laughs> Love China. Um, some of the politics don't agree with. Uh, yeah. But this this fella here uh, was a pleasant surprise to learn about, and that that he also was. That's the thing about curious people and geniuses is that sometimes they're open to, huh, well, what about this? Right. And, you know, you have to be, you have to be open to the what if. Because but the, it's also about the fucking theater of, of, of humoring him. I wasn't, the, the, no, no, the, I was y- using him. But it was somebody, the, the tease t- to that person is being like, you know, uh, whatever you come up with, we'll just give you a theater to try it out. And it used to be America, and now it's China. And how much did we lose out on not just teasing him with like, hey, man, just go through your shit. We know you're not hostile. Right. Just try it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. And instead it was like, oh, now the whole fucking Chinese space program comes out of this one dude <laughs> that was like super chill hanging in America. Yeah, well, we got Werner, and that's probably why. Like, yeah, we found this German guy. He looks a lot more like us. Yeah. So He can't be red. He's German. <laughs> He's German. What could go wrong? Dude doesn't even surf. Fuck you. Bye. Roy Cohn smelled him. He doesn't I mean, smell communist. Yeah. Um, Aaron, that was great. I really, really yeah. love that. It was, uh, it was uh, just. I mean, the guy is very impactful in every way possible, and mean, he's just part of the Suicide Squad when we first meet him, you yeah. know. And then it turns out, like, oh, oh shit, my god, this guy he became is, a legend in China. Yeah, I mean, anybody, I guess, at that beginning point, you know, it's like sure. the uh, the the coffee things in Austria or whatever in Vienna. And and like, shops every, was, everybody yeah, it was is a like coffee shop of its own. Whatever. Everybody's a big fucking deal. If like you're like one of the few people interested in rockets, like in the world, yeah. you're like, let's all hang out at my house. I'm doing some shit. And you're like, yeah. all right, well, let's let me blow try- it up. See what happens, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, also, do you know I could read with my ears? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm really into reading minds right now and seeing shit that's not around at all. Jack likes to come on plates and <laughs> he's burger like goose and cookies. He's a little jizz. different from me. He just jizzes on stones till girls show up. But what I do is I get people to see where subs are. <laughs> right here. Weird stuff. I know. It's really weird. Ancient Chinese secret, huh? But it's Pasadena. The sun's out. It's gorgeous. Beach boys are not around yet, but my board's waxed your, your up. Kid, your kids love it. <laughs> so that's Xian uh, Hu. I'm gonna butcher the. Say it. I gotta say ang- it. Anglicize, Europeanize his name. Oh, you gotta do it for me, dude, because I don't know how to say anything. Uh, say of course it. you don't. Of course I don't know how to say Xian. Xian Hu Xian. Xian Hu Xian. Xian Hu Xian. Xian Hu Xian. Yeah. All right. Okay. Very nice well, I love that. that Aaron, great? fine job. Thanks very much. Love you, dude. I love you, too. Dad. That was really solid shit. Came out of nowhere, huh? Dude, it was really out of nowhere. And also, I was uh, I was scandalized, you know, to find out how much that guy was such a freak and such a scandalous little hoe. Yeah, when he <laughs> you know was just mean? a side character. In this country and abroad. Squad. Yeah, I thought, he was, I thought he was just Chinese. I had no and idea. He, and he was playing a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I was wondering. Yeah, yeah. And then he might have put some. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know. Some, I have no idea where you're going with that. No, 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 no. What did you think? You thought that he was gonna play a joke, and that joke would play out in which way? On nuclear arms race. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. I'm gonna say good night, everybody. My name is John Fahey. I'm Aaron Pita. Rapper soap. Good night, everybody. We love you. Good night. <laughs> Starbinds Avenue, a podcast network.